0: Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, and I'm heading in for my third cup of coffee today. Um, I get to have the commute podcast today as I head in for Ryder coffee. Yay! I haven't been there, of course, in several weeks because of, um, well, my being gone for so long. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to seeing the peoples. I turn on a little AC. Had to put my top up just so that you guys could hear me. I know that you greatly appreciate the uh, effort that I make for you. Today is Thursday. So I'm going to say it's September 5th. Um, I am obviously not looking at my calendar, but I'm betting September 5th is right. The 3rd was Tuesday. Yeah, so that's right. Uh, I didn't put up a blog post yesterday. I kind of thought maybe I would, but uh, we went fishing yesterday. Went down to Santa Rosa Lake. I am uh, sort of getting back into that mode, at least while the warm weather lasts, uh, of taking my days off on a different day of the week uh, than Saturday or Sunday, since those are good driving days for David. And I was realizing I was kind of feeling a little guilty not guilty I don't really go for guilt but I was feeling a little um, questioning myself after having such an extensive vacation already taking a day off and then I realized that I had worked five days straight I worked Friday, Saturday, Sunday Monday, Tuesday um, mostly on business things catching things up but it did count as work so I deserved a day off I had um made another reading copy of Firing Crown to take with me and um, you know because I thought well I could work on that while I was at the lake but then I thought no I need, to, I need a day off so I'll just do pleasure reading so that was nice it was um, really pretty at the lake there was practically nobody else there so that was really nice um, there was clearly a lot of Leftover from the Labor Day weekend hullabaloo. Uh, <laughs> you know, all the dumpsters near the lake were overflowing with bagged up trash. It was kind of funny. I was like, well, it looks like they had a good party here. But uh, they had all gone back to work and school, so we were the, uh, the frolicsome people with flexible schedules. I really am resolved, um, as long as I don't have a day job, to take advantage of of that fact take advantage of my flexible schedule so I um, yeah I've also got ideas for a bunch of things I'm going to do to add to my repertoire and diversify my income streams several exciting things and uh, yeah I got a kind of a cool gig in November, a week-long gig that Mori offered me to answer phones from like 10 to 4. And then they'll pay me a tidy sum for the week while everyone's out of their office. She's like, you can bring your laptop and sit there and write. Would you do that? And I was like, hot damn, yes. <laughs> I'm happy to do those kinds of things. And I'm going to put the author coaching thing together. I did do some research on that. I've got my plan put together. Oh, there's someone backing up on the shoulder on the interstate. That's always a really good idea. I think they're going to back up down the entrance ramp. <laughs> you know, really, are what are you saving by doing that kind of thing? Just go up to the next exit and turn around and come back. Ugh. Oh, always. Definitely one of the lessons of Ireland. Now that I'm back, I'm able to have some more perspective on the trip because it was a different vacation. In that, you know, a lot of times when David and I go on pure vacation, we go to a beach somewhere and we just do nothing for a week but hang out on the beach and go you see know, fishes and I lounge on the sun and read and, you know, our usual recreational activity drink, drink and eat. Um, and so and seeing so many different places, more like other people go do when they go, like, travel the world. <laughs> so I've been, it's amazing, every night I've been dreaming about Ireland, dreaming about driving and dreaming about the different places, and, and so I think my brain is still assimilating everything that I saw and heard, and I'm remembering more things from early on in the trip which I'd kind of forgotten with I think it was just a lot of input you know a lot of things I don't normally have that much external input because I keep my environment so quiet and simple so I think I'm just still catching up that way but one of the lessons of Ireland that's really coming to me is the slower pace of life Uh, even with struggling with driving even in Dublin which was congested. In fact, all of those little towns were congested. As you would drive into each town, the traffic would start to back up, and you would basically be stop and go for a few kilometers going into the town, and and then you would thread through this tiny little narrow street in the oldest part of the town. They don't have bypasses around the cars parked on either side pretty much bumper to bumper because parking's at a premium and pedestrians crossing the street which fortunately I have a lot of practice out from Santa Fe so I was like oh I'm using my Santa Fe tourist skills here because you know here whenever you're around the historic plaza, people are always stepping out from your car you really have to keep a keen eye out because people just forget that it's a working city too, you know I mean, I've had people step backwards in front of my car because they're taking a picture. You know, what it's like, ah! So, I, at least I was pretty keen on that. But you really have to go slowly. And so, even in these, even in a place like Dublin, which was otherwise impatient in some ways, you know, like there were... if not more, of bicycles, bicyclists, it wasn't bicycles on their own, people on bicycles heading towards Trinity College every morning, our Airbnb was in a neighborhood that was not far from Trinity College, and so there would be masses of bicyclists all heading in, you know, it was like the rush hour was of bicyclists, it was truly amazing, and I can understand why, because who wants to drive and try to deal with parking? Of course you get your bicycle. But you know, like if you wanted to turn at an intersection, you would have to sit there with the light turned and wait for like fifty bicyclists to go past uh, on your you know, on your left side, maybe and you know, let them all go through the intersection before you could turn. Unless you wanted to kill somebody, which I assume is against Irish law. Nobody specifically said, but you know, I figure some things are you could just make that assumption. So, yes, I did not run over any bicyclists. So, but even there, even in Dublin, where, you know, you would be backed up at lights and you'd be on these narrow streets and people would clearly be jonesing to get someplace or another, people were never impatient and they never drove super fast. And so that was, that was interesting, um... Made what my if they had driven like Santa Fe drivers who are legendary for their road rage for no, no reason that I could see whatsoever. I have no idea why Santa Fe drivers are drive so fast and so impatiently and they honk and they cut you off. And you know, it's a fairly small town, no idea where that comes from. If it had been like that in Dublin, I don't know if I could have done it because what saved me was is that I could go very slowly and I could change lanes at the last minute when I figured out I trapped myself and, you know, and people let me. They were all very patient with that. Uh, one of my greatest challenges there was on these <laughs> little narrow two-lane roads that were set at 80 kilometers for an hour and they would be... You know beautifully lined with those stone walls dripping with ferns and moss and the over you know the tunnel of trees and so beautiful and these tight tight turns and i wanted to go 40 kilometers an hour but there would be people lined up behind me <laughs> you know clearly annoyed that i wasn't going my 80 kilometers an hour and i was trying to be sensitive to that you know it's like here i am a tourist in their country, so I would pull over a lot and let people pass me so I could go more slowly. But So for a long time, that was my biggest challenge, was to go fast enough. Which, amusingly enough, right? Uh, for those of you who know me, I am something of a lead foot, so for me to be trying to go fast enough is a bit of a turnabout. So, but I found that being there... You know one of the ways that my mind has was got reset the way I reset myself is that I'm much more patient driving now and driving more slowly and not feeling that you know, that burn, you know, that impatience that we've got to do things right, 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 right now. And David commented on it at the airport when we were coming through security, because with his Parkinson's he does not move quickly. Uh, You know, he has the physical limitations. He has a little bit, you know, he has to think things through a bit more. Sometimes he has to wait for, you know, his dexterity, like he'll go to move and he'll freeze. So he has to wait for it to unfreeze. And it's only, you know, like a second or two. But, you know, so he was putting his things in the bins at security and people were passing him. You know, people were impatiently pushing past, you know, and... And I know that they say to do that in the security line, you know, go ahead and, you know, move up and, you know, to keep the line moving and everything. But, you know, he commented on how impatient the Americans were at Dallas after we connected compared to when we were at the Dublin airport. And, And it's, I don't know if it's even impatience. It's just this, that Americans seem to be in a hurry all the time and and I can see it myself you know that I hurry to do things I do things as fast as I can Uh, you know we're always trying to pack as much as we can in the day and there's always this sense that we're running late Uh, and I'm really going to try to change that so we'll see what happens I woke up about um 5.15 5.15 this morning, and I'm feeling like that's good time. I'm going to try to keep that in my repertoire to wake up around 5, 5, 5.30. And because I like that, I got my exercising done by 6.30, cats were fed, so forth, and then I spent an hour doing interviews for St. Martin's for Orchid Throne release. Um... On other mornings, I'll use that for drafting. Thank you for reminding me on the 4,000 words a day thing. I'm still... I know, I know. I'm just still thinking that maybe if I get more of the words done in the morning, it might be more sustainable. I do want to play with it. But I will be aware of if it feels like it's too much. Does that sound like a reasonable bargain? (laughs) I do appreciate you guys reminding me of what I tell you to remind me of. so I may yet discover that 3,000 words a day is my max. Uh, Right now I'm not drafting, so we can't say. I haven't gotten notes from Sarah, but she thought that she would probably be getting them to me today. She was going to read yesterday. She ended up having to take Monday off uh, to rest and relax. Okay, buddy, let's not stop in the middle of the street, which he did literally. I mean, I feel like that's not me being impatient. It's when the guy in the convertible with California plates literally stops in the middle of the city street and is looking around. It's He saw me come up behind him and kind of panicked. And then I was being patient, too. I didn't come up fast. But then he turned off into the parking lot, which is what one does, right? That comes back to this whole thing of don't back up on the interstate back down the entrance ramp so that you can correct course. It's like, take the extra few minutes, (laughs) go up to the next exit, and turn around safely to correct course. I mean, really, you know, when we're saving these shaving minutes off of things, there is a real problem, I think. So, I'm seeing where this car is going. Okay, they're not coming across, and the bicyclist is waiting for me. And I know my way to the coffee shop now, so we don't have to think about where to turn. So, I'm, I'm feeling good about things. So, I'm excited to get this book out. I've got some plans made. This book being the new shiny. Sorry, I was also coming up on the parking lot here, so I was thinking as I was talking, thinking about something other than the words coming out of my mouth, which, as we know, be a problem. <laughs> so I'm going to go to the post office after this and get some things mailed out. So that's that will be great, huh? And I always love getting things like that off of my list. We've um, got the website store going live so that I will be able to You'll, you can go to the website store and buy a print book. Have me sign it and send it to you. So we're do- in the final stages of getting that set up. So uh, just in time for the holiday gift-giving season. I'm also talking, <laughs> speaking of advertising, advertising. <laughs> um, I've been talking with the folks from Frolic and we're going to have a call I think week after next about me joining a network of romance-themed podcasts where we push each other's podcasts um, network that way. And then there will also be, I'll record ads for it to help pay for the podcast, help monetize it. I know you're happy, Mom. They approached me. So uh, I think that'll be good. Uh, I get final approval. On everything I I advertise, so I can promise that I won't advertise anything that I think is icky. Uh, I do have a knee jerk reflex when people say things to me like advertising and merchandising, but I do think that that's a good way to diversify income, right? So I hope you all will be okay with that, and it they'll help me grow the audience of this podcast, which would be cool too. I. Hopefully they'll like it. They were, go- you know, they approached me and then they said, "Well, that they were going to go listen to some of the podcasts." So I'm like, "Okay, well, I, I hope you guys are cool with the fact that I just pretty much yammer on about my life, <laughs> things I like." Oh, speaking of things I like and don't like, uh, Nathan gave a- Nathan Lowell, who inspired me to do this podcast, with his podcast talking on my morning walk. He uh, had a really good comment about Carnival Row that he posted on the uh, the blog post where I cross posted this pod podcast, where he said that he felt like um, one of the reasons he didn't like Carnival Row was because the immigration theme was so strong, and I have kept going with the show. We're now through episode five, but I agree, and and I fundamentally agree with all of this stuff, but you know the. We were kind of joking about it, you know, that getting hit over the head with the clue bat over and over gives you a headache after a while. And, you know, I, and I read that they had strengthened the immigration theme for this show, you know, showing how, how wrong it is to discriminate against people who have, you know, come to your country and the racial bias and, you know, having it between humans and fae. You know, it's a good metaphor and it is, but they're so heavy handed with it that it's almost exhausting. Um, and I, one thing that I always, always say is that story should always trump agenda. When people ask about, you know, how you give a theme in a book, if you're trying to teach a lesson or argue a point, it's the, the thing is, is that story has to come first. Story must come first. I don't know if I could say that often enough. And if you are making your story serve your agenda, then you're going to have a problem. The story, the, the agenda must serve the story. Um, it's fine to have a theme. It's fine to have a goal. But, you know, maybe that comes back to like the advertising and merchandising thing, right? You can't let the advertising drive the show. You know, it's okay, I think, if, I keep doing my podcast exactly the way I want to do it, which they say I can. And if I can choose what I mention on the show, which they say I can, then that way that's serving to keep the show going. But I'm not going to change the show to serve the advertising. And I think it's the same thing. You can't change story to serve agenda. So on that note, I hope you all have a wonderful Thursday. I'm going to go in and talk to my writer people and have a yet another cup of coffee and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.